With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, the Reds were in America, so why not get a bunch of Americans to talk about them? It's the U.S. Anfield Index Podcast, and I am your host, Justin Wells. Joining me, as usual, are, are Joey Connors and Kev Haggerty, and we're bringing back an old face and voice in Jason Belk. Gentlemen, how are you doing this evening? Excellent. Great. Finally didn't rain this week, which is awesome. Yeah. This weekend, I should say. That's a good, it's a very good point. It rains for about what eight days straight. <laughs> yeah, and it's about to again. So. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that, man. My uh, my mom unfortunately lives in that Hershey area where one Christian Pulisic is from, and yeah. uh, her her basement got flooded out completely. Oh, that's rough. Uh, yeah, it sucks. Bullshit. Yeah. But what and, are you gonna do? And Jason, making your return. Glad to have you back. Yeah. How you feeling, buddy? The the prodigal son has returned. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm doing great, man. Life's good. Got to see the Reds a week ago. It's good stuff. Yeah, and uh, before we get into talking about the Reds, um, we're going to open up with just a little bit of a question about the transfer window. And it's basically around uh, one Christian Pulisic himself. Give me a, a, a brief thought about how you'll feel if Christian Pulisic signs with Chelsea. Joey. Um, yeah, uh, that's a good one, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> so, Just so everybody I'll, knows quickly before this, I told Joey that this opening question was designed to troll him. Yes, <laughs> and he, I, I'm, I, I, I sort of, so I don't want to come off big time Charlie here. I kind of know his family a little bit because of where they're from, and I, I know his father a little bit. I'm not his best friend. I don't know him. I don't hang out. We don't text, nothing like that. Um. But transfers are weird, man. I, I, I don't want him to go to Chelsea because they're, they're just unbearable. I hate the club, hate the fans more than anything, anything. And they're, they're going through a tough time. I mean, he could, doesn't mean he can't join there. He certainly could. Uh, I actually have the feeling that he's not moving anywhere at this window because I think they could get the same price for him, even if he doesn't negotiate next window. And if they sell him now, uh, I don't know how you'd get somebody in, even no matter what kind of money, 65, 70 million. But remember, he was a United fan growing up, and he's a massive United fan. Um, has made that known. His dad's a massive United fan, and his dad makes a lot of decisions in his life. You know, he's a young man; he's 19 years old. So, but I, I would hate that link. I, I hate that link, and I would hate for him to go to Chelsea. I'd love for him to come here, um, which I'm sure you guys will probably all say the same. Uh, but you know, he, again, he's he's 19, and a lot of factors go into transfers. You know, how much playing time is he going to get? All that kind of stuff. So we'll see. But I, I got a feeling I don't think he's going to move this window. All right, Jason, how about the same, the same question? We're all answering the same one. Okay, so if he was to move to Chelsea or United, it would be like a week of mourning at my house. Um, 
with two young men who happen to play the the game uh, at a pretty high level. They look up to Christian a good bit at my, at my house, and um, there would be weeping, I, I open weeping at my house if he was to join either of those two clubs. So imagine how I would feel about that. See, the annoying part of this question was I, I wrote it to trigger Joey, and instead I've actually annoyed the, the nicer one. Yeah, you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he's, he's definitely a hell of a nice I am. So, Kev, the same question to you. <laughs> well, I mean, he's uh, he's young, he's raw, but he's super talented, and I'd argue he's the best talented American player I've ever seen, even though he's nineteen. Um, so him at him at Chelsea is just. Uh, I just hate when players go to that club. I don't see the draw there anymore. You know, I mean. Sorry, yeah, he could be a, a good coach. He's a good attacking coach, so that's that's a pull. But other than, I mean, I guess the draw is London as well. But uh, yeah, he's funnily enough, he's at the best place for him. So he honestly, if, if Joey's right, he probably he probably shouldn't move. And it's also a matter of getting somebody else in if he does move. But I mean, I I I'd shell out a lot of money for him. I mean, all the, all the talents there. I'd hate to see him in, in Chelsea blue. I'd hate even more to see him in Manchester. So either I hope he comes to us or he stays exactly where he is. All right. I'm, I'm going to give the answer that I've given on this question. Whenever asked, sure. I'd love Christian Pulisic, but I want Leon Bailey more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, they're both, they're both excellent. And Kevin, the thing about Chelsea as the manager now, he he'd fit in just as good there as he would yeah. with with Klopp's just because of the way he play. Uh, sorry, plays. Yeah. So, and that that's my you know I don't want him. Nobody wants him to go to Chelsea. Bailey's output is better right as of right now. It is. It yeah. is better. But, but um, just, it's just a matter of having an American who's that yeah. talented on your team. It's very very rare for us. So it's if it ever, is. you know. <laughs> Very rare, as in it's never happened. So, um, and, he, and he, honestly, he'd be coming here and playing with, you know, I mean, no, with all due respect to Dortmund, who I love as a club, but yeah. we're a better team than they are with what yeah. with yeah. much better players. So he would his game would probably go up a level. I just it would he get to. more? Yeah, I mean, would would he get more time at Chelsea? Probably, and that's the one thing that. But again, yeah. they don't have Champions League, so they got stuff working against them as well. I just I don't I don't see him moving this window. He's got two years left on his deal. I, 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 it probably won't he's be waiting, there. waiting for Mourinho to get fired is what he's, you know what, man? <laughs> he's doing. Yeah, no doubt. We were, we were, we were kind of joking about that, right? In the, um, yeah. in the, in the WhatsApp groups, but I'm telling you, he, he loves that club. He loves Wayne Rooney and everybody knows that oh. Rooney's not going to be there, um, long-term. So I could totally see him going there and, you know, listen, we hate United, but they're always going to be United and they're always going to be up top. They're going to be somewhere at the top. They're never going to fall off because of their finances, and that's just the way it is. It sucks, but they're just a I mean, marketing juggernaut, so their money's never going to go yeah. away. Yeah, I mean, listen, we we were we were awesome to watch last year, and they still finished above us. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they, I know we went to the Champions League final. That kind of trumps that, but in the league, they finished second, and you can't overlook that. Yeah, because they, have, you know, it is what it is. I just, I mean, you can't. But there's, you know, before we go back into talking about Liverpool, the only thing I want to leave us with on this point, if we're going to talk about Manchester United, is that a, a, a side that plays in a in a venue that's given the derogatory nickname of Old Toilet is sponsored by Kohler Toilets. So <laughs> you can you can leave that in your head as much as you'd like. It it just is what it is. But this this being a, a Liverpool podcast. 
and voice from the opinion of a bunch of Americans. The club was in the Ameri- the club was in the U.S. this week, and uh, they actually played uh, games near near to uh, well near to me and further for Jason. But Jason still went. Yeah. That's the first one in the tour. Jason went to Char- yes. Jason went to the Charlotte game against Dortmund, a three-one loss within which Christian Pulisic actually um, really dominated the game quite quickly. Yes. And uh, the Reds actually, though, I th- I don't think that they were. I think they were. Poorly done by the scoreline because they were the better side for large portions of the game. But, uh, Jason, I just, just, you know, maybe take us through some of your experience, you know, any of the fan fest kind of things you did, any sort of connections out to the club that you did, anything you did with your kids at the, at the game. Well, honestly, we, uh, we live about eight hours from Charlotte. So, um, we, w- we left, um, Oxford, Mississippi on Friday night. We went to Atlanta. We stayed the night in Atlanta which is about four hours from us and about four and a half hours from Charlotte. We went to Six Flags on Saturday, so that was fun. And then me and my two older sons drove to Charlotte that morning. Uh, we left about 10.30, plans on being there about 2 o'clock, and everything being, you know, having some time at the Fan Fest and then going to the game and stuff like that. Well, we ended up having to drive back to the hotel after we had been gone about 45 minutes because I forgot something called the tickets. So, Oh, man, man, that sucks. (laughs) Yeah. So luckily it was only, you know, about 45 minutes from the hotel. So we drove back, got the tickets, drove to Charlotte, made it to our seats roughly 10 minutes before game time. So um, it is what it is. You know, it sucks. but. That's my dad moment for the trip, so I guess it could have been worse. Um, the game was fun. It, we had good seats. I love the Charlotte Stadium. There's really not – this is the second time we've seen Liverpool there, and we've – there's not a bad seat, really. Uh, it's just a really well-done stadium. Uh, the atmosphere was great. More red than yellow, I would definitely say. Um and we, we're going to go back to this guy again, I'm sure, later. But the uh, majority of the Dortmund fans were wearing Pulisic jerseys. And I'm not going to talk about shirt sales, but it seemed that they were more of Pulisic fans than they were Dortmund fans. The, that seems the yellow jersey, The yellow jerseys were really quiet in the first half. Now, granted, Dortmund didn't play particularly well in the first half, but in the second half, when Pulisic was on the field, they were much, much louder. So take that for what it is. And as far as the you know the game itself, uh, one thing that I, I I've actually still not really seen in person yet are the uh, the yellow shirts. I mean, sorry, the the purple shirts. How did those do for you? You know, uh, I would never, as as a short fat guy, be ever 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 <laughs> able to pull that off. <laughs> But the the players look good in them. Um, Origi's a tank, by the way. Um, he's up close. He's quite impressive, physical specimen. Van Dyke, uh, unbelievable. Uh, but the players look good in them. Honestly, a lot better than I thought they would. I think it's gonna so. be one of those things where they it looks great on TV and on the field, but if you buy it, you're like meh. I don't know. Yeah. Like, my cousin got one uh, for his birthday from his <laughs> wife, and he he. I was like, "How how you feeling about it?" And he was like, eh, "It's very purpley." Was the only thing he yeah. said. So. Yeah, it just feels I, probably like it's a tough one to pull off. 
Oh, yeah, yeah, there were lots. There were lots of guys or fans wearing them there. I say lots. There were several I saw, and on the average Joe, it's not a particularly appealing. So I'll just leave yeah. it at that. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Fiorentina. It looks great when you see them on the pitch, but you wouldn't own the jersey, right? Exactly. Yeah. But then, as far as the actual game itself played on the pitch, like we said earlier, Liverpool really dominate the first half. Um, but, you know, go close a bunch of times, finally get the goal from, uh, Nandy Robertson crossing to Virgil van Dyke header. I guess, I know actually this is probably the first time you've seen van Dyke play in person. I mean, how, how did you feel about that? Man, he is so calm on the ball. I, I, at no time does he ever look rushed. Um, he pings some 40, 50, 60 yard passes out to the, um, the right winger. I think it was Camacho he hit or Klein a couple of times. Perfect, perfectly weighted balls. Um, and when we were on the opposite end from where he scored, but even that far away, he was just, I don't know. He just rose over everybody. It was majestic almost, um, which sounds kind of corny, but it was truly impressive to watch him attack that ball. And then in the second half, you got to see one of the more exciting signings of the uh, the last few years, Nabi Keita. Um, he seemed to really link up well with Daniel Sturridge, carrying over a theme from the rest of the preseason. Uh, is there anything else that, you know, what, how how was that to go out and see? Uh, I mean, I'm Fabinho playing in the first half. How was it to see mm. the new signings? So Fabinho was great the first half. He was very aware. I feel like he's getting a little bit of, of stick for not being great right now. Um, but you can see the intelligence in his, in his positional play when he doesn't have the ball particularly. I feel like he, like when, um, Matip went out to, um, when he got injured, Fabinho immediately drops in and him and Van Dyke are organizing everybody else to kind of fill all the gaps. And you could see that maybe in person better than you could see it on TV or whatever, but he's definitely, uh, commanding with his, with his voice and, uh, kind of telling people where to go. Curtis Jones was great in the first half. I really enjoyed um, kind of what that youngster may bring to us one day. Certainly not ready right now. Um, Kate is awesome. <laughs> he is, um, I think, whenever we're at our full uh, game pressing best, we will see what I hope is going to be the best midfielder in the world. Uh, I know I came to Liverpool a um, little late in Gerard's career, but that last few years of Rafa and whenever we would create chaos and how good he was in that moment of chaos, I think we're going to get a lot of that from Keita. And we create so many transitions and so much chaos for the other team. I, he, he could be devastating, to be perfectly honest. And uh, obviously... Pulisic in person. I I've actually never seen him play in person because I haven't gone to a U.S. team a U.S. game since he's since he's been in the in the uh you know in the in the first team side for the U.S. Yeah. But you know obviously he was pretty impressive. Um, what what was it about his game in person that really just uh you know translates and makes you maybe think that he'd work well with us? Uh, the speed and quality of his dribbling. First of all, uh, his ability to just take on a man and 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 leave him for dust. He made Albie look really bad. Probably four or five times, um, and I'm not. Guy Drinkle here, you say that? Yeah, <laughs> well, I, I... <laughs> just off already. I know right? he's already he's already turned off the pod now. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Sorry, guy. Um, 
what I was going to say though is You're right, I'm though. actually not an Albie hater. I actually like Albie. I don't. I think Robertson's probably a little better, but I think Albie's a really good left back, and Pulisic made him look very pedestrian at times. Um, it's just a matter of the end product, which was good against us. Uh, but I've watched several Dortmund games in the last year or so where his end product is very mediocre to pretty bad. Um, but it just whew, when he breaks and he takes on a man one-on-one, the speed at which he can get by him, it's it's really it can be really devastating uh, to the opposition. He made Clavin look really bad too, guys, so it wasn't just Albie. Getting back into the uh, the end of the game, though, obviously it ends a 3-1 loss. Um, did you, you know, walking out a 3-1 loss in a preseason game, what, what's the feeling on it? Are you more just happy to get to see the team play, or is it just a, uh, you know, you still want the win? Oh, I still want the win. Uh, it was still a little disappointing. Um, but, you know, it, with them being here in the U.S., and, yeah, I had to drive eight total hours to see them, um, that it was worth it to me, even though they lost, which kind of stinks. Uh, but it was a much better experience than the first time I saw them when they played Tottenham and uh, B.S. Boas and Aaron, or, or Brendan Rodgers were the, were the manager. So it was a much better experience than that. It was a great time. Uh, I'd do it again if they come back next year. So I guess I can't complain too much about the loss. Is that the game in Baltimore, Jace? It was in Baltimore. Yeah, I was at that game too. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty was- dreadful. Yeah, it was, it was, that was quite a while ago too. That was like, yeah. it feels like nine, ten years ago. Yeah, I actually yeah, was... uh, didn't go to that one, but do you remember from every single person who went and has told me that it was like excruciatingly and punishingly hot? Oh my it god! Was. Yeah, it was. And for a guy who's as white as I am, it, it was <laughs> it was bad. But I mean, that was a great party beforehand. I remember that. That part was awesome. And then the game was just like. I think a lot of problems with these games is like, and I understand that obviously because you know coming off a World Cup, but you don't get to see a lot of the stars. Which yeah, which that state, would have been which that state. would have been the one disappointing thing is is looking over at the bench and seeing Mo and Sadio are over there and knowing that we're not going to get to see them was kind of disappointing. Right, but now let's uh, let's move to the next match where those of us who live in you know in New York because it was the second game of schedule did get to see him. Um. Mo and Mane returned for the uh, second half against City. Uh, a first half of the game that was pretty uneventful, and I don't know if you guys saw the actual pitch at the Meadowlands, but it was it was it, it you know from uh, thirty rows back where I was, it, it looked worse, even much worse than it did on TV. Um, it didn't do the players any favors, and I guess one of the questions actually to ask overall is: Have you been shocked at the quality of pitches in like the, you know the state of the art stadiums we have here in the U.S.? for this particular competition. I mean, they've looked all pretty bad. So this this one, so they should have planned better is what my, my thing is. So for those of you who don't know, if you're listening <clears throat> from overseas, the the stadium, MetLife Stadium in New Jersey, which is the one that uh, Justin's talking about, it's a turf stadium, right? So when the Giants and the Jets play, it's, a, it's like a composite turf, like fake grass, you know, sort of thing. Um, you're not allowed to do that in international uh, football or soccer, um, unless you're at a women's game, which is a completely different debate. But um, so what they had to do was basically relay sod for for this competition just for this match, um, and 
the three days before or the three, yeah, the three previous days or something like that over the weekend, there was three Taylor Swift concerts in a row. So they didn't have to, basically they laid this sod within a day and then hoped it would take. And, and then it rained on top of that. So like it just was wrecked. And the, the, so I just think the planning is really poor. So it was actual grass and it was just baked in, you know, this jungle summer heat we're having on top of the jungle rains that we're having. And if you watch some of the clips of them warming, warming up before the game, they're lofting these balls and they're hitting the ground and just dying. Like, and I was like, I just seeing that, I was like, oh boy, this is going to be rough. You're lucky that people don't get hurt. Um, but I think, I think that's one of the things about this competition that I think it's been the same way in the past. Cause I remember being at Yankee Stadium when they, when we played City, I can't remember when that was, that was like six years ago. And because they had to fill in the grass at the top behind the second baseline, it was crap over there too. And everybody was staying away from it. And, you know, and baseball field grass is different than soccer field grass. You know, there's a lot of, you know, I don't know. There's a lot of idiosyncrasies between them, but it's just, I think the planning should have been better and they should have thought like, well, basically MetLife is going to pack themselves to the concert when it's off season for it, for the NFL. And then we're just trying to cram a, a soccer game in there. So let's just relay some turf and hope for the best. And that's how people get hurt. Um, yeah, it's just been, it's been pretty, that's the one thing I'm disappointed with at this tournament pretty much every time. Yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things where you kind of wish that, that, that they would get at least the, the nicer pitches in order because we are seeing these, uh, these fine-tuned athletes. But I guess, Joey, did you get to, uh, watch any of this particular game? Uh, I, I, know I, that you, I know that you weren't able to make it, but. Yeah, it's a shame because it, again, it's, I think Kev brought up a good point in planning and I know that there's always so much you can do, but I wanted to go. Um, but there was, it was in midweek and I just can't, I live in, right outside of Philadelphia, so. I could get to New York City very easily. Um, I was actually there Saturday, but I um, I did not go. But I did watch the whole thing on TV, and I, you know, it's it, that ticket was very pricey for. I mean, again, I, it's cool to see the guys you see you you, you see all the time all, all weekend when the season starts. But like the Salah goal was great, and watch Monty play was was great. But it's still a preseason game, so for me, it's kind of like, do I want to pay like? $140 for a ticket and you know that parking up there is a is a bitch at that <laughs> stadium it's awful and you guys both know that Justin and uh and Kev you guys have been to many I'm well, Justin you definitely know because you have to go to the Mets games and shit um oh wait they play at City Field never mind sorry apologize but you've been to that I actually time. I've actually uh I've actually never been to a Jets game at, at the since they moved into the stadium I, I oh, don't. Really? I, I don't like going to football games. It, it's. It's not. Uh, I'd rather. Wa- I'd rather watch on TV. I think it's better TV I, sport. Yeah, I'm not, actually, I totally agree with you there. But um, yeah, it's just like it's a bitch to get there, and it was you know. But I did watch it. it was It was fun to watch. Listen, the the, the thing. The thing for me is I like watching. I want to see what the young kids have because I know what the senior yeah. the senior guys have. You know, like you know what you're getting there. It's of course it's nice to see Salah back, but we saw him in the World Cup and we saw Mane in the World Cup, and it's cool and that's so all good. But you know, I just. I, do I want to fork out like three, four hundred hours to go watch a Liverpool game that that's basically preseason? And I, I would rather just fly to Liverpool. And I know it's a lot more money, <laughs> and, but the, the, the tickets are cheaper. That's that's the sad part. Like you can get a chip a, a, a cheaper seat, and of course your flight's going to be more expensive in your hotel. And, and I understand that. Not everybody can do that. I, I totally respect that. But um, I haven't been to a Liverpool game in years. And that's, you know, because I have two little ones, it's, it's tough. And 
they don't have a ton of interest in soccer right now. But, yeah, the game was great to watch, man. I had a lot of fun watching it. And I was following your Twitter account. I was following uh, 11 Street's Twitter account. And I know you guys got to, which you'll probably talk about, but you got to interview some people. Yeah, it's it's always fun to watch Liverpool no matter who's playing. But I got a lot of fun. I got more fun, more joy out of watching, seeing what some of these kids can do because – like I don't, I don't want to watch Lazar Markovic and guys like they're not going to be here, you know. Like I, like, <laughs> I don't give a shit about guys like that. But like Camacho, he was fun to watch. Yeah, he looked good, right? He looked yeah, very he, good. Yeah, and he was a lot of fun. We to got watch. him from City too, right? It's a point to yeah. play there, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And he's looked good all preseason. But yeah, I mean, it's a, it's enjoyable. It's I mean, we love watching soccer. So yeah, I, I mean, you you were sitting there, so I'm sure you enjoyed the hell out of it. I did. I thought the first half was. Um... Just not very Drab. good. It was very <laughs> not not a lot happened. The only thing was, uh, yeah, you know, I think Fabinho got beaten for pace once, and then not much else. Uh, you know, it was very tough for anybody to use the ball. I was watching, you know, watching Adam Lallana try to dribble on that surface where the ball's not going to move for him. Oh, it was man. really it was, yeah. it was it was I felt I felt for him in that situation because that dry surface of anybody in the first half is always going to hurt the players that have who who who, are, who need to touch the ball more. Versus yeah. relying on pace, and that really killed Lana because he's uh, not a guy who's gonna. He's not. He's not. He's not gonna beat you with speed. If he's gonna get past you, it's because of the fact that he's done something with making you jump at the ball and get and and just beating you by using the ball. He was unable to do that in any meaningful way in the first half. Curtis Jones looked good. There was a few chances for us. Nothing really concrete. City had one good chance where uh, Mares played in a really really nice ball. Uh, but then you know it was uh, it was just a drab first half. The second half actually took some life. Yeah, uh, the, Sa- the Sane goal really opened it up, and I felt really weird because on that particular goal, um, Sane really, really, really beat Virgil Van Dyke badly. Badly, yeah. But because good. of the fact that I couldn't recognize him because he's gone from the front of the cornrows, I thought that Van Dyke got burned by a, a United by a City youth player, and I was going to. Uh, was going to lose it, and then I realized it was Leroy Sané, and I felt okay about it. <laughs> and I thought Van Makes Dijk, it a little better. Makes yeah, it, it does. a little better. I thought, I thought that was probably, you know, not Van Dyke's best game. Glad I'm getting, I'm glad he's getting it out of the way in the preseason. Cause there was a few times in the first half where he did get, you know, taken for pace or beaten and found himself in a bad position. But, uh, the, the pleasant part was Joe Gomez really covered up for him pretty well and actually looked, I thought, I thought Joe Gomez actually looked really decent at center back in this particular game. Um, so, you know, all things considered, it was nice to be able to get out and see Mo and Mane score in the second half. And they've now both scored uh, in both times I've seen them in person, which is nice. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It can't be that. Yeah. But uh, I, the more fun part for actually, I think, the Liverpool supporters in New York was, uh, you know, the, the, the events that went on uh, during the uh, during the course of the uh the actual, um, you know, tour, uh, you know, obviously through my, my affiliation with LCNY, we helped organize a few events. Um, so the club put on some events too. So on, uh, the, you know, the Tuesday night before the, uh, before the match, uh, there was a, you know, Jamie Webster, uh, from a boss night. who's uh, you know, got the, the best video on YouTube of LA, 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 um, you know, came and did some songs. There was, uh, Robbie Fowler and, uh, John Arderisa interviewed by Grant Wall. And there was a signing session with them. And that was, um, that was quite nice. We helped, uh, you know, promote the event and also, uh, you know, made sure that for the, uh, the event, there was one piece of, there was one admission. You had to bring, uh, some form of canned food if you wanted to take a 3LCNY to Love Street Park so we could help organize a, uh, a canned food drive. And then the, uh, the next morning, the Wednesday morning of the game, uh, 
we were lucky enough to have Jamie Webster come back in and play for us. And also, uh, Sammy Hippia came in and, you know, hung out, answered some questions, signed some autographs. Um, and then Sammy and Peter Moore, the CEO of uh, Liverpool Football Club, helped deliver uh, the collected canned food over to a local soup kitchen. So it was also very nice to, because I remember when Peter Moore had come into, Peter Moore came into 11th Street actually in May. And one of the things that him and I had spoken about was actually the, uh, you know, we, we had spoken about the community service we do, and a lot of what we do at LCMY is uh, two two canned food drives a year for a soup kitchen that's, or, you know, a food pantry that's right across the street from the bar itself. And uh, Peter Moore was actually, you know, mentioned that that's something that the this, the football club does a lot in Liverpool too, because food insecurity is a big issue in and around Anfield. So it was nice to be able to work with the club um, to actually have, you know, a meaningful uh, community service event tied into the tour. And, uh, you know, the other thing is I got to meet one of my uh, Liverpool heroes because Sammy Hopia is an absolute gent, a really nice guy, um, very accommodating for, for everybody who showed up to the event. And, uh, you know, just it's, it's really nice to be able to get supporters in, you know, in touch with chances to meet, you know, some legends dur- during the times on these tours because it does actually help bring the football club and the support closer together. And I thought that that was really, really nicely done. And, uh, yeah, th- that's just, I think, one of those things where the club definitely gives back to fans and you just have to applaud the, how well they do it and actually just hope that, you know, they, they find ways to do it more. He also looks good in an LFCNY shirt. He does. He does. He does. <laughs> the look new good. design is good. The ACDC style design is. It looks great. Yeah, that's actually that's actually not a shirt for the season. We just printed them for the tour. Oh, nice. There are tour dates on the back. You got any extra laying around? I can get that's you. Cool. I, I can. I can take care of getting you one, Kev. Nice one. Yeah. Hey, hey. Oh, tell the people on the yeah. like that as well. I can help you. I can help anybody out with them. I, <laughs> you, you, you I'm have... an LFCNY member. Thank you very much. Yeah. Hey, Justin has my address. He sent me stuff before. It's true. Extra, extra large, my friend. If you have any more, I, I, I can get, I can get you. This could all be taken care of. Uh, but let's let's go on then to the uh, the final game of the tour, uh, the Big House, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Liverpool four, Manchester United one. But I think the at first the big story from this one is going to be a bunch of comments made by Jose Mourinho, who increasingly looks out of touch with, uh, with life. Reality? Yeah. So (laughs) I guess the first question is, you know, Jason, you drove eight hours to go from Oxford, Mississippi to Charlotte, North Carolina to watch a game. How does it feel to know that a manager of a Premier League club like Jose Mourinho says, I don't know why these people spend their money doing this. So the, the, the level of douchebaggery that goes on with that man is astounding. Oh my gosh, what an absolute jack wagon. Um, it, you know, ultimately the reason he makes the money he makes is because of the fans of the club that he manages. Um, if for no other reason, I think he could keep comments like that in his pocket. Um, I would like to think that our manager would never say anything like that or hopefully think anything like that um you know the reason that liverpool and united are what they are is not just the fans that are in england which are important obviously but the numbers of americans and africans and asians that that pull for these clubs and support these clubs and that's the reason that the tv dollars are there at least a big part of it and it's pretty insulting um if, if you ask me, and we almost went to 
the Michigan game instead of the Charlotte game, to be honest with you. Uh, it was kind of a toss-up when we bought tickets, and um, it was a little bit closer, so we went to Charlotte. But I wouldn't have had a problem driving to Ann Arbor to watch a game, I promise. So let's put this a little bit of perspective here, Who he's, uh, what he's talking about. For people that don't live in the United States, the stadium in Michigan, the big house, is the largest stadium in the United States, right? It's about 108,000 official. Yep. I think they've yep. had 115 or so in there, but yeah, um, it is the second largest stadium in the world, second only to some stadium in North Korea, right? Yep. So the, yeah. it is a ton of people, and I think they got, yep. what, almost 102,000 that day? Yeah, it was It was like 102, 101 something, yeah. So the level, you can see the level of support for these two clubs in the United States, and then for Jose to come out and say something like that about not only Liverpool fans, but his own fans, it's just gross to me. It's just, I just don't. I don't understand this guy anymore. He just, I'm so bored of him now. Um, like he was kind of like, not charming, but like, you know, like funny when he first came out and kind of like a no mm-hmm. bullshit kind of guy. And now it's just boring and annoying and I wish he'd go away. Well, now it's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That too, yeah. Yeah. Been doing it for years. You know, it's just like stop already, but people keep giving him employment. You know, I, I just, I don't, I don't get it. Like he, Again, we go back to it like, yeah, he's, his football is boring to watch, blah, blah, blah. But, you know, they finished second last year, and it's like, I guess that's every United – although United fans are probably sick and tired of him at this point now too because nobody – you can't say stuff like that, what he said. Yeah, you know it, what? He finished second, but, Joe, let's also look at – like, Klopp's still building the spine, the, the spine of the side. It feels like he might have just finally completed at least the spine – before this season, like before last season, coming into last season, United had a spine of De Gea, Eric Eric Bailey, uh, Paul Pogba, Nemanja Matić, and Romelu Lukaku. You should that that is that is a Juan Mata. You can throw Juan Mata in there too. That is a that's a, a, a spine. spine. Yeah, yeah, that's a spine yeah, where basically between it, it's not going to maybe win the, the league unless you actually fill the <laughs> flare players around correctly. And have them play in a way that it works, which obviously we know he hasn't. But you can win the league with that spine. Oh yeah, no, that, yeah. that wasn't my point of that. It's yeah. just that, you know, it, it's again, it seems like United, even United fans, are getting tired of him. And that's, you know, again, it, it's his third year syndrome. It happens everywhere he goes. But it does look like he doesn't enjoy football anymore. It does look like he just doesn't give a shit. You don't make comments like that. You don't make comments about Anthony Martial's child. And say he should be back here. You don't say stuff like that. You're just, he's, but he's always thrown players under the bus. Always has. Even when he was winning championships, he did. Now he, he had a lot more respect in those teams. Um, like guys like Drogba and Lampart, John Terry would like run through fucking walls for him. Um, and players at other places he'd manage as well. But yeah, he just doesn't seem like he really gives a shit anymore. And, He's not gonna if, if they if they fire him, he's still gonna collect all of his money. So what the hell does he care? You know. It, it, but I mean, I I think the guy's an asshole. I, I never I never liked him. I don't like the way he plays. I, I that's that's the kind of that's the kind of football or soccer that turns off Americans. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to watch that shit. Like it's boring. That's their biggest complaint when you talk to somebody who isn't a fan. It's like, but it's so slow. And I'm like, that's but right. you watch baseball. But <laughs> Yeah, you'll sit through four hours of baseball, which I'm a fan <laughs> of. And I, I know, Justin, you're a big fan, obviously. I, I love baseball. Jason, you're a fan, too. You're, I am. I am. We play, we play in the same fantasy baseball league. So I just, it, you know, it, it's a weird thing. I, I just, the guy's just an asshole. And 
I, I would be completely shocked if he yeah. made it through the season. I, and because they're not the shine's get, gone now. That's yeah, the shine, but that's but the shine's been gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. The shine's been gone since he's managed his last club with Chelsea. It's been gone. Well, it we just, were talking in the chat about how when he was an inner, he's probably the best manager in the world. Probably, and, yeah, at the and, time, yeah, yeah, and, and the, the team was actually like I did it. I enjoyed watching that team. I mean, I didn't want them to win everything because I didn't really like him, but yeah, um, but and that early, those early Chelsea teams were actually really great, even fantastic. though they were very defensive. But still, yeah. they still scored a lot. But I mean, now it's just boring as hell. I don't yeah, it's know. like he doesn't give a shit anymore. And I, you know, like I think Kev, you were the, you said put something in that chat that that it's telling when the head scout leaves. A After year. a year, yeah, <laughs> that's something. Yeah. Something's good. Obviously, there's some inner turmoil, and you don't. Well, it's just he probably comes up with a list of names, and then Mourinho goes, "Now, nah, fuck that, get me Sanchez." Exactly. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. The, For the, how much? The, the For 500k a week. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, that's crazy. I mean, I, I'm not saying I don't believe it because I mean, I. I Probably is true, but for I mean, Lex Sanchez is a good player, but there's no chance in hell I'm giving him that kind of money. No. There's very few, very few players who deserve that kind of money. He's got elite skill, but he doesn't deserve that kind of money. Yeah, yeah. and he's like, what? He's thirty now, too, right? Isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Thirty, thirty-one, yeah. something. Like yeah, I mean, so he's not, you know, young kid. He he put forth efforts at Arsenal last year. Yeah, he did. That were basically roughly similar to the kinds of efforts that. People accuse Jordan Shakiri of putting in at Stoke. Yeah, <laughs> true, very yeah. true. He but, caught a very frustrated figure during this match. Ale- was, oh, Alexis! Uh, stakes oh. other, yeah, Alexis. I mean, aside from that, the ref looked exactly like him. But they, <laughs> the uh, every time somebody misplaced a pass to him or he did something wrong, he was he looked he was like verbally upset, like he was yelling. Yeah, and then when they substitute him, he looked pissed. And I don't think it's a preseason game. Yeah, which I kind of like, but like, yeah. Well, yeah. I, I love the how Fabinho kept kicking the shit out of him. I, <laughs> I, I love that. And for like for 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 because people are like slating Fabinho on Twitter again. I know yep. people just say stuff on on Twitter sometimes just to get reaction, but he's the exact kind of player that like blends into a team because he's perfect at what he does. Like, yeah, that's why I don't want to notice him. It's effortless. Yes, exactly, exactly. I think. The more we notice him, the worse he's playing. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree well, more. Well, Justin mentioned it. He got skinned one time, and it, I mean the, the, that Garcia kid from uh, City, who's fast as hell. I don't yeah. really even know who he yeah. was, but that kid ran by him. But again, that kid is super fast. But a couple of those kids look really good on City. That makes me yeah. worried for the future. They'll but... never, yeah. never play for their first eleven. But yeah, still... maybe we could po- maybe we could poach them while they're still young. <laughs> Klopp probably met with them after the game. They're never <laughs> going to play for the eleven because they spend yeah. their their record signing is. Just think about that. Their record signing is now Riyad Mahrez. Think about that yeah. for a second. And the players on their team. Their fifth center attack midfielder. Yeah, just just remember that's and that's where transfer fees get ultimately so deceiving. It's yeah. they're not spending a ton of money on transfer fees, but their wage bill crushes ours. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. and that's where yeah, and that's where. You have to. Well, that's where Klopp is kind of the difference maker, though, isn't he? For us. Oh yeah. Yeah, we're because a step below in wages, but you have the manager to push you to something great. Yeah, he, right? he's he's laying out a plan. You know, he, we made the freaking Champions League final last year, so that's not something to sneeze at. I know, and if certain things went really bad our way, and that, I'm not sure if that game could have went any worse for us with Salah getting hurt and the carry errors, but 
Mm-hmm. I, I went into that saying we were going to beat them, and I still think we would have beat them if Mo doesn't get hurt. And obviously, you know, the carriers things are very unfortunate. That doesn't happen often in a in a level that high. But um, yeah, I mean, the wage. Yeah, you're right. The wage bill justice. That's that's what we can't compete with. That we never will be able to, and, that, and that's okay as long as you keep nailing your signings, which we, in my opinion, have done again. So. This all this all said, we beat up on them pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, and I do want to speak. I do want to speak yeah. at length about you know a a twelve million pound signing. Um, you you can use twelve million pounds to either refer to his cost or his weight. But uh, Jordan Shakiri <laughs> announcing himself in uh, in some pretty grand fashion. Um, we're we're gonna do a little bit of just a uh, a one word association exercise here. Um, I'm going to go to all of you guys and give me one word to describe uh, what you thought he, from his uh, from his. Um, well, it could be it could be it could be two words too. It could be an expression uh, from his from his debut. Uh, Jason, what do you think? Wow! All right, that's that it. was awesome. <laughs> all right, so we got wow, that was awesome. Kev, where are you going? Um, I'll just repeat exactly what I said when it happened. Holy shit. <laughs> Two words, an expression, but we're, we're getting in the right vein. Joey? A player rejuvenated. All right. Yeah. Gives another kind of, gives you another kind of thing. Um, I'm going to go in a totally different direction here. You guys are all referencing the, the bicycle kick. I'm going to go in the other direction and reference his assist to Daniel Sturridge. You jazz. You jazz. <laughs> yeah, he basically, it's funny, he basically boxed him out, and that's exactly what you want to yeah. do there. And yeah, he, yeah, it was a basketball move. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Use, use that ass, man. Bailey, yeah, Bailey, Bailey's bigger than him, but basically, he's not stronger than him. Yeah. Yeah, get, yeah. never, and you're never going to get leverage on a guy who's that time, who's that short, but he's that fucking big. It's, it's, it's that a, Aguero type, you know, like you, like Hazard. Yeah. They're all that weird, yeah. like large yeah. bottom, low center of gravity. Like you're not going to get past him, or you're no. not going to push him off. No. You got to get no. underneath him to get him. So it's and so, that start finish was really nice. It was. Right. It was a great finish. We, <laughs> really I, nice. I, I want to talk about Sturridge in a second, but I, just like I think a few more things on Shakiri. I think one of the things that I kind of noticed. Um, and I, and I don't know how much we can read into is those, his, his position and where he played definitely much more central than he did for the Swiss yeah. at the world cup. I mean, Interesting. I mean, I guess the question is, are we going to, do you think it's maybe just trying to get him used to also central, uh, central positions too? So that way, you know, if he's going to be either, you know, rotating through some starts or coming off the bench, he's ready to play any of the positions in our attacking setup. Do you think it makes think it the most sense like that? I think it's exactly what it is. Yeah, I think so too. I, I don't think yeah. we're bringing. I don't. I'm not sure we'll bring in anybody else. It'd be nice to get Pulisic, but even if we do, I think um, <clears throat> the importance of having somebody that can play across the front three, or if we switch formation, it can play like almost like a ten, is yeah. is really important for us. And I, I think that's what Klopp's trying to do. He knows he can play wide. He's played through the middle a little bit for the national team, but um, and a bit at Stoke. But you know, it showed against United that. You know, he, he picks up good positions there. He knows where to be. I mean, I, I think he just knows kind of – Shakiri has good sense in an attacking sense of where he should plan himself. And, and I think that lends itself to playing in a couple of positions. And, and what does Klopp love the most out of a player? Versatility. Versatility. Because yeah. you, can, you can move him all over the place. And listen, like I said, he's a, he, a guy like that who probably got humbled. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. he, he, he sounded like he was a terrible player at Bayern, but – not sure he's a Pep Guardiola player, um, and and they didn't seem to get on very well after. But he he won a, he won everything there, 
So it's not like he's a loser. Like he, I mean, people just see Stoke and you know, it's listen. I'm not a, I'm not a Stoke watcher, so I'm not going to sit here and tell you that he was great last year. I know his statistics, but those things can be deceiving. But he, Klopp would have talked to him and said, "This is the part you're going to play." I mean, he, he there's other places he could have went and been the star on on a, on a probably worse team, but he he wanted to come here. So yeah, like Justin made a good point there. Like he didn't play on the wing at all. He was in the middle of the whole game, and he and he looked. Damn, I know it's a preseason friendly. I get it, but he looked damn good. You know, you're not going to get those those bicycle kicks or hit or miss. You know, that's 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 great. It's a high, highlight reel dunk, right? So it's yeah, it's it's impressive. But like Justin said, it's it's the other play. It's the laying it off for the striker. You know, doing the dirty work, hustling. That's the stuff that Klopp loves. That's right. That's, Literally. Right before the bicycle kick, sorry, John. Right before the bicycle kick, it's funny because he actually fluffs the first time shot. Uh, oh, his right foot, yeah. I forget somebody lays it down for him, like just like nods it down or something, and he just blows it. But then it, in the second series of play, he just nails that thing. I was like, oh, that's one way to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. I just, uh, I think I, he's a good sign. I, I think he's actually going to be perfect for the way we play and the ability to transition from. You know the four three three to more of a four four two, like a almost a four two 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 or whatever, or a four two three one, um, and his ability to play multiple positions. I think for thirteen whatever million, he's a steal. Even for what I saw at Stoke for thirteen million, I was just like, yeah, sure, whatever, who cares? <laughs> why? Why not? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just the body, but now I'm. I didn't kind of think, I mean, I saw a little bit in the World Cup where I was like, okay, maybe he is a more of a hustler than what I saw at Stoke. He's probably bored. You know, he's yeah. got, you know, maybe the attitude's not there, but, you know, you, if you don't have the right attitude on a clock, you're going to be out the door. So it's, uh, yeah, man, he's going to have a part to play this season. So I'm, I'm excited to see what he can do for us. Yeah, I, I am too. And I guess, uh, before we close out, I think that, you know, all of us have, uh, been, been huge supporters of Daniel Sturridge uh, through his entire time at Liverpool because, you know, if you love the club, how can you not? But I guess the question is, how do you guys feel about Sturridge's reintroduction of the team? Uh, you know, this is, and, you know, this is going to be the final question of the podcast, so, you know, really think about your answer, and uh, I'm going to put Kevin on the spot first. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, really think about it in the next four seconds. Um <laughs> I'm, I'm, I don't think it's a big secret that I'm a huge Daniel Sturridge fan. I think when he's fit, he, he's probably, I think he's a, actually a better finisher than Harry Kane. He's probably the best finisher England has when he's fit. Um, the problem is, is when he's fit. Um, I think if, if we, we kind of know how to take care of him, but the problem is that I remember when he was in and around the team last season, um, before he went on loan. Uh, hearing Simon Brundage talking about him and saying like he's the type of player that has to play if he's fit he has to play because the minute he doesn't play and you call on him to play and he hasn't played in a few weeks he's gonna get injured he has to keep that really high load level or we're in trouble um so I that's the problem I'm seeing with introducing him in the team like once we're in the thick of the games and maybe he can play in a cup game every week or play at the weekend you know, every week when we're kind of like resting a couple of players back and forth, fine. But in the beginning and at the end, when kind of the the uh, you know the the fixture list kind of spreads out a bit, and uh, there's not as many games in the front, I don't see where he gets into this team. So then it's a matter it's a matter of keeping him fit. So when we do need him, he doesn't get hurt in the first ten seconds. Um, but that said, 
He seems to be playing a bit of a different role. He's been playing a bit of the striker role. There's been rumors about him playing more of a 10 role. I like that. You know, he's got the vision. Um, he can pick a pass. He's great with the dribble. He's still got a bit of speed, even though he's not as fast as he used to be, but his brain works very quickly. And he makes the right moves to pull pet defenders out of the way, kind of like the way Bobby Firmino does, where he just like cuts across somebody and it pulls two defenders and that opens up space. Um, and seeing him and Keita together and Keita just knows like through ball, through ball, through ball, Sturge will get there. That's, that's fun for me. Cause I love seeing Danny Sturge like that. And you put him in front of goal, he's going to score. Um, I really, really want him to have a good season this season. I think he's staying and he's going to run down his contract and I just want him to go out like with a bang for us. And, and I hope he, I really hope he does well, but it's about keeping him fit as always. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Jason, now that you've had the, the slightly more than the four seconds that Kevin's had, Sturridge. <laughs> uh, one of my absolute favorite players ever at Liverpool, um, I think if we can get 2,000 minutes out of him this year, we win a couple of trophies. Um, he's phenomenal. He's an awesome player. I love him. I hope I hope he is able to accept his role and, and sign a, another couple of year extension and stick around after this year. Because I think going to West Brom opened his eyes to how good he really had it at Liverpool. And the grass isn't always greener. So... Uh, yeah, go Danny. I'm excited about seeing him play this season. And, and, and Joey? Um, one of the best finishers I've ever seen, ever, in my lifetime. He's just he's that great at it. Uh, I think Kev just said it perfectly, um, so I don't want to add too much to it, but I, the, the injuries obviously have to scare you um, because he just, when he gets injured, he seems to be out for a long time, and it's just a it does it obviously kills the squad because we can't just spend whatever we want to. Now I've been saying the whole time, and you guys have seen in the chat rooms that I want a center back attacking mid and a backup nine. But if listen, if Klopp thinks he can be the backup nine, and they can manage him, um, because I don't think Origi and, and or Solanke are the answer there. I just I don't, I don't see anything that's impressive about them. Um, obviously, nowhere near Sturridge's level of uh, skill, and that's you know nobody's d- d- disputing that anyway. But if if Klopp thinks he can do it, then that that takes that away. Um, I love the guy. I've always loved him. I just love the way he plays. I love the swagger he has. I love that kind of player. I, I just cross cross everything you have fingers, toes, whatever. Um, because if he gets hurt, it's usually long term and it's usually months out. Not you know he'll miss a game like and, and we. You know, we need bodies, we, and we need talented bodies, not just bodies who are sitting on the bench. So that's what we complained about last year. Like, Champions League final, Salah gets hurt, and we bring on Lalana, and he, he doesn't do anything for 70 minutes. And, you know, I don't like Lalana, but I, I know I understand, like, he's basically hurt all year, so what do you expect him to do? But at the same time, it's like, it, you know, I, I love Daniel Sturridge. I just, you have to pray or whatever you do to hope that he doesn't get hurt. Whatever it is that you worship or however you do it, that he doesn't get hurt. And that's make sacrifices, get goats out, whatever you gotta do. Exactly. <laughs> I just you know, it's it's just one of those things. Like I, I I literally love him. He was my he's been my favorite player. Um even when Suarez was there, he I still I love Suarez, but I just something about Sturridge Daniel Sturridge reminds me of an American, like a cocky American like basketball player. And that's my sport, and I love it. And that's why I love him. And 
but again, it's it's just the injury stuff, man. I just he's always hurt, and I don't know. You don't get younger, right? You get older. So yeah. if, if if you can manage it, great. But like Kev said, he, he does have to play. And if he's your if he's your if you're going into it, and he's your backup nine. And God forbid something happens to Firmino, we could be in a bit of a trouble. That's all I'm saying. If he has to play a lot, because there's nothing else behind him in my opinion. Rigi probably won't even be here, and Solanke will probably be here. But I have I, I don't I just don't think he's good enough. And and if he is good enough. He's going to need to show it somewhere else because he's just really young. The the thing about Serge is that he's a starting eleven caliber player. It's his injuries no. that hold him back. So it's yeah, like no question to have him as your backup is great if he can play. That that's <laughs> you know? it, and, and that's yeah. and that's a gamble. You know, we've taken game. Klopp's taken gambles, and the, they've paid off before. I mean, he didn't sign the center back because he won a VVD. Um, you know, that paid off. I guess if you want to say we we got the top four, we got really far in the Champions League. Uh, I still think they're going to bring somebody else in. Uh, I really do. I don't. I don't know who that player is. I don't think it's Pulisic, but I, you know, I, I still think they're going to bring somebody in. And I still, it could be Fakir. I, just something about that deal. It's just weird. Leon Bailey. Yeah, uh, yeah I, <laughs> I haven't heard any credible links there. I'd love to have him though. I'd love to have him. Oh, but center back. Center back. No, I want a center. That's why I said I wanted center back, attacking mid, and Bailey's great. But I just think they would want an armor. I think they would probably ask for more than Pulisic, to be honest with you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, for me, with Sturridge, uh, the one thing I want is, for the love of God, buy another player just because I, I, I can't live through another Daniel Sturridge injury. I'm entirely with you on that, Joey. But I also think that he's going to score more than 10 goals for us this season or be involved in 10, more than 10 goals this season, and I think he's going nice. to actually be quite useful for us. And if my prediction, like, powers are good, I mean, I, you know, I was, I was close, you know, I said before the quarterfinals last year that Salah was going to win us the Champions League, so I'm hoping I can go two for two here. <laughs> we'll try. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. But, uh, that, that, that's, that's, uh, that's it for us. Uh, yeah, we're, we're going to try to do another, uh, pod probably, uh, shortly before the season or during the first international break or both. We could do both. We're just that crazy. Anyway, whoa, but, whoa! But anyway, from from the four of us, uh, thanks and uh, up the Reds. Network.